in the end times, it's going to get ugly. Do you think that as we move forward, having courageous protectors in the church is going to become less or more important? Stephen, it is going to become more important. (laughs) You know, my hope is that people actually believe that. At times, I feel that so many people have cotton in their ears or their head is down in the sand. Yes. Uh, They just want to ignore it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's dangerous and irresponsible, uh, especially when there are people in your life that you care deeply for. Man, get the skills necessary to be good protectors. Hi, I'm Steve. For nearly 30 years, I've been a pastor and disciple maker. And what I really love doing is helping guys be better followers of Christ and better leaders at home. I'm Mark, a certified financial planner with an MBA and an Ivy League degree who wants to make sure you're making the smartest money decisions possible. And this is Abraham's Wallet. Join us weekly and create a culture in your family of multi-generational prosperity, spiritually, relationally, physically, intellectually, and financially. Run your home and your dough like a biblical boss. Hi, everyone. As you've already seen, we have a very special guest this week. It's my old friend. His name is Lou Arnold. And for today's purposes, uh, an important thing to know is that he had a long career as a police officer. And just to tell you a little, a few of his credentials, I've got them written down here. Um, Lou has uh, received training in pistols and in riflery. He is a two-time Top Gun award winner. That means he's really good at those things. Uh, He was a terrorism liaison officer for over a decade, so he knows that whole world. He's a crime analyst. He was a mental health response officer, and he's also very experienced as a, you know, a a minister and a father, and he really cares about uh, transferring these kind of skills to regular old folks. So that's why I think it's so valuable to have him because he has an expertise that we've really never delved into here on Abe's Wallet, and I'm, I'm just excited that we've got him. So a couple of things to say. One, if you're watching us on YouTube, we've had some video problems, and so uh, it's gonna you're, it's mostly static image uh, for this week. Um, sorry about that. And also, I would encourage you to hold on, because my little tease is when Lou starts giving us practical advice toward the end of this episode, he's going to tell you, get ready for this, he's going to tell you how to make your uh, home six times more secure in under five bucks. And I think we could say in less than 10 minutes. Less than 10 minutes, under five bucks, make your house six times more secure. You don't believe it? Okay, just wait till you hear him say, okay, I'm gonna throw it to my conversation with Lou Arnold. What we're gonna talk about today is um, being a protector and what that means uh, for us. And of course, we think about being a protector and being a provider for your family in five, uh, five capitals. That is that we would, if, if you think of, a father being a provider for his family spiritually, that would mean primarily that he gives them the meat of the word. He, he, he serves up a meal to his family of the word of God. But we should also be thinking about if you are a provider uh, spiritually, you also want to be a spiritual protector for your family, right? You want to protect them from 
um, untruth. You want to protect them from the influence of evil. And those things go, those things go together. Um, being a protector and a provider, it's, it's also true financially. We want to be providers for our homes and we also want to be protectors in our homes of foolishness financially. So we're here to hear from you, Lou. So forgive me for, for ranting for a second, but I'd like to talk to, um, everybody about God for a second before we get into our role as fathers. Um, I'm just going to read a couple of passages to you real quick. This is from Psalm 18. And this is the kind of language I think probably people are pretty familiar with. But Psalm 18, uh, verse 2 says, The Lord is my protector. He is my strong fortress. My God is my protection. And with Him, I am safe. It's very cool. There's a lot of talk about safety these days. Everybody everybody wants everything to be safe. Well, Psalm 18 says, God is my safety. He protects me like a shield. He defends me and he keeps me safe. I call to the Lord and he saves me from my enemies. Praise the Lord. I, I love that about God being my defender, my protector, my shield. And then I'll just throw out another verse. Uh, I could obviously read 20 passages that all reiterate this, this theme. But Psalm 119, 114 says, You are my defender and protector. I put my hope in your promise. Now, that last verse touches on something that I think is worth uh, pulling out, uh, elaborating on a little bit, which is, if you believe that God is your protector and you experience him as your protector, the the second part of that verse says, I put my hope in your promise. So I want us to understand that there is a connection between God protecting us and our having trust and hope in him. Because if you feel safe in God, you can hope in him that he's going to fulfill his promises, that he's going to be there in the future, etc., if you don't experience him as a protector and a provider, it stands to reason that uh, you don't have a lot of hope and security and trust when when you're considering the prospect of the future. So we're just establishing a baseline here, Lou. If step one is that God is our protector, and because he's our protector, we have trust and security and hope in the future. And in the family unit, we can look at passages like Ephesians 5, and where it says that we're to love our wives the way that Christ loved the church. And so in the, in the picture of family, there is one who has the greatest responsibility to represent the Lord in, his, in the way that he is, his character. And that's us. That's the father. That's the dad. If the Lord loves us sacrificially— then we're to love our wives sacrificially. If the Lord um, speaks truth to us, then that pa- that same passage also says that we're to wash our wives with the water of the word. So we're to speak truth to them. So if the Lord is our protector, then it stands to reason that we are to be a protector as well. So we're to we're to give our families this living picture. Of protector and and um, 
you know a lot more about this world than I do because of your experience with mental health, but people who don't have someone in their lives who are giving them the confidence that comes from being protected, these people are depressed, racked by fear, which there's a lot of different reactions to fear. One could be acting out in violence. It could be um, anxiety. But the, the, the ills of our society are, are largely wrapped around the fact that uh, people often grow up without a father being a protector around their lives and, and uh, being a guard because of the confidence that is produced by having somebody like that in your life. It's just night and day with somebody who is who uh, who doesn't have anybody that fills that role for them. I'm, I'm done now. That's the end of my sermonette. So what I want to uh, start asking you about, Lou, is you say that um, we'll talk about your business in a minute, but the overall goal of your business, you say, is to produce a certain type of man. And what what is that man? It, it, it's interesting, Steve. So I want to just share, you, share with you a little bit about before I even tell you where this yeah. the name, like the, the um, what I call this, where it came from. Yeah. So, okay. so for a while, I, um, the last church, so I worked for a church and we were on a trip in Nicaragua at the time. Right. And this was before COVID started to uh, ravage, uh, at least the fear of COVID started to ravage uh, the planet. Yes. And I'm getting news reports of people fighting over toilet paper. Uh, you know, people are calling me, they're, they're afraid. I'm having conversations with my my dad about how do we communicate to our friends and family that, hey, people are starting to get a little wonky right now. You need to start protecting yourself. Think about protecting yourself and your family. Uh, and what I realized at this moment, I realized how my friends and family were just not prepared to deal with, uh, with hardship, uh, with pain, with suffering. Uh, so this thought in my mind, I just started thinking about, man, courageous protector. Um, it, it, it just, that phrase popped in my head. I'm like, okay, courageous protector. Like I want to build people. I want to build strength and resilience uh, in people. And, and, and that was my thought. And that's where it came from. So courageous protector is the term that I use uh, when I think okay. about how, like, what do we need to do? What, how do people need to be equipped to deal with, with, uh, with hardship? And, and, and really bad, bad things and tough times. Okay. So when you think of a uh, man being mature in being a protector, what are some of the kind of things that come to mind for you? What does that mean? Yeah, it's, it's, it's so in a culture, right? In the culture we live in, we watch movies and we, we, we see the, um, the big macho guy running into you know, the firefight or he's running into the burning building. And I think those are like common ideas we have about what it means to be a protector, even though that's starting to become lacking. You know, that's missing in our culture uh, in in many ways. We're we're starting to not see that as much. Uh, But I I think about that person, but I I just think about also think about the person willing to not just give their life away for those that they care about, but those that are willing to sacrifice What's going on in their in their life for for their fellow man or for their 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 children or for their family? Um, those that are willing to not follow the the common trends that we see in culture, right? To do the opposite thing, like that's that's being a protector, right? Not not following the crowd. Um, you know, it's it's interesting when I when I go back to what was happening around COVID, right, and, what, and how people 
uh, were, were responding when, when the fear of COVID was all in the media. And you had people running, going to, you know, fighting over toilet paper. I, yeah. I had people that I know in my life uh, that were saying, hey, I'm not going to do anything about it. God has me. God has me. He, he's he's going to take care of me. And I remember just having conversations with my dad, like, yeah, God is going to take care of you. We, we, we haven't lost faith. Man, I love Jesus with all my heart. And we need to go and <laughs> we need to go buy more food. We need to go buy more water, uh, uh-huh. buy stuff off the, sh- you know, and, and make sure that our family is protected um, and have what they need. So, so that, you know, if we can't get certain items that we have them here at the house. So those are some of the things that I started thinking about, like being proactive in, in, in uh, the security of your friends and family. Well, let's let's go on this bunny trail for a minute because you're such a unique guy, and this is why I want people exposed to you because you you have so much um, training and experience in these uh, tactile, practical ways of what we think of being a protector. But you are such a warm, kind, loving. Um, friend and father that I think, and because you, because you know, the Lord, you occupy a really unique space here. And so, you know, you can either go listen to Jocko (laughs) and have him talk to you about being a tough guy, or you, you give, you're so refreshing to me because I can ask you any, any practical question and I know it's going to be reasoned. So getting back to the, the bunny trail, the bunny trail is is just the, what you just said about being proactive. So let's say, uh, putting some food into storage that you go, look, if every, if the, if the chips go down and the lights go out, um, I know that in a very short time, we know from, from social studies that the, that, uh, society can unravel really quickly. So to have some food in storage isn't a stupid idea, but probably most of the people that we know of who do that kind of thing, they're freaking uh, nuts because they're so paranoid and they're so out of control with their, their bug out vehicle and all this stuff. And, and what I always long for is somebody who can give me practical um, advice without going to that extreme. So can you talk to us about being reasonable, being rational as a protector without going to this frenzied, paranoid, you know, uh, uh, weaponed up kind of weird attitude that we see sometimes. Yeah, I can. I mean, I'll I'll just speak from my personal life and my personal experience. Right. So one of the things that, uh, that in our household, uh, I'm really big on is, is being prepared. So, that may mean that, hey, we'll, we'll have a, you know, some food set aside, but we'll also build and food and water set aside. We have ways to to treat water, right? If we need to get water from a, a, a lake around us or a pond. Um, but my, my thought, and it's funny, it comes from my relationship with men who think like that. And one of the men in my circle, he would always say, hey, man, we, 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 we have God, we have community. You have food, water, shelter and protection. And with those five mm-hmm. things, man, that's pretty much all you need. Uh, so the, the way I function is I have my food. We have our water. Uh, I have relationship. I have community with my brothers and sisters, right, and, uh, in Christ. Uh, I build community with my neighbors, get to know my neighbors well. 
Um, I think about my 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 the things that are happening in doing all that. It's like I'll do this, but then I go ahead and I live my life. And 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 one one idea, one philosophy that I live by is like, hey, we I don't want to fortify, go build an underground bunker and wait for you know all hell to break loose. That, yeah. just, that just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, but man, I will get the necessary supplies that I need, you know, fortify my home, make my home safe so I can keep an intruder out. But man, and then I'm a blessing to those around me. And I think that's what's lacking a lot of times when we hear about the the prepper guys and people that you're talking about. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, they can go do what they want to do. I'm not I'm not I don't think I need to control or, or, or be as critical on those guys. Right. Uh, but man, I want to be a blessing to those around me. So, and I can't be a blessing to those around me if I'm not taking care of my my family and my home first. Okay, what do you think is a reasonable amount of uh, food or water to have just on you that that you have in storage around you? Um, for my family, when I think about hey, you have this amount of people in your house, I would say at least thirty days per person. And do you have that much water? Uh, yes. <laughs> and what what is what is your food storage look like? What's what is the food? So it's a mixture of um, so you have your long term food, right? Which is usually freeze, uh, freeze dry food. It's food that you can store dehydrated. Uh, yeah, you know, has a shelf life of 10, 15 years. Uh, yep. So that is emergency food. Uh, then we'll have canned food, and then we'll have like a working. You can call it a working pantry. That's how it looks. We have some gallons, okay. like five gallon containers, multiple of water. Uh, okay. Just, just treat it. Uh, just to put a button on this bunny trail, uh, because uh, I think that what you said is so true that, that people, they either fall on one extreme or the other, which is they either have three years of food and a bomb shelter that's the size of their house, or they have an attitude, which is, look, I don't know anything about any of that stuff. And I just, if anything goes down, the Lord will take care of it. And I I just want to throw up my hand and say, I don't think that's responsible. And I don't think that's biblical. So we love to talk about Proverbs 6 around here, where we're told to look at the ant and the ant stores up food for the winter. We're, there, we're literally talking about food, but we always talk about it. Um, with regard to finances, which is there are finances that come through your hands with some of that, those finances, we're supposed to put them aside for the future. Now, am I putting the finances aside for the future because I don't trust the Lord to take care of me? No. Mm -mm. If I had nothing, the Lord would take care of me. I'm sure of that. I've been there. I've been there where I had nothing and he took care of me. That, that's not an issue. The issue is that he has given me much and I have a responsibility with the way that I handle that stuff. And I'm told that with some of it, I put it aside for the future. So that's a, that's a picture of this kind of protection aspect, which is um, you could say, we're going to talk about personal protection in a minute, but you could just say, well, if anybody ever stalks me in a back alley somewhere, the Lord will take care of me. I'm sure he would take care of you. He could take care of you from the hospital if he needed to, but you also have a responsibility, which is the Lord has given me a brain. He's given me muscles. He's given me the body mass that I have, and I'm supposed to use those things 
um, in preparation. So I just have to throw that out. It's okay. Let's get back to your mm-hmm. courageous protector. Yeah. When I, when I say courageous, uh, you mentioned some people, you had these two extremes where you have people who are like, Hey, the Lord's going to take care of me. If I walk down this alley and there's, you know, 10 game bankers down this alley, or if I go this or if, you know, or I'm going to have this extremely, um, heavily fortified bunker, right? I think it takes courage to actually just, just say like, no, yes, I trust in the Lord. Yes. I'm going to be a protector of my family, of my friends. I'm going to uh, take the necessary steps to be prepared for, uh, for really bad times. And, you know, if they come, if they, you know, if they don't come, look, I have plenty of food, plenty of water, uh, you know, plenty of the tools that I need to, uh, to, to, to take care of that. But I also think about, hey, I'm willing to actually be courageous, uh, go out and share what I'm doing with other people. And, and what I found is that even in that time and in those, those moments and those conversations, that it's even opened up doorways so that I can have conversations about, uh, about the Lord. Because people ask me, why do you do this? Why are, why are you living this way? I mean, the entire Courageous Protector idea actually launched uh, my business. That's that's where the the thought of me starting Thyros Security Solutions came from. Mm. Uh, just just pursuing the idea of what what it means to be a courageous protector. Sweet. Well, uh, well, uh, one one last little Bible idea before you launch into what that looks like is Isaiah three. It's a it's a shocking passage where God says, uh, I don't like what's going on. And so I'm going to give you a little of what you deserve. Um, and, it, and, and it says, listen carefully, the Lord God of hosts is removing from Jerusalem and from Judah, both supply and support, the whole supply of bread and the whole supply of water, the brave man and the warrior. He is also removing the judge and the prophet and the elder, the captain of 50, the man of honor, the counselor, the artisan, the skillful, the skillful prayer, prayer, and I will make mere boys their princess and capricious, impulsive children will rule over them. And he goes on and talks about all the horrible things going to be happening. But what he says right up front is, I'm going to be removing provision from you and I'm going to remove the protector and the warrior from you. I just think it's a great example of God. God's expectation is that his men in their families and in their society will be this protector role. And and when they're not there, there's judgment from God. And it it actually says, I'm going to judge you later in, in verse 13 of that passage. Hey, I'm going to jump back in here, interrupt this episode uh, with a little announcement, a fun announcement that we've got for an event coming up. We would like to invite everybody who can make it to join us at Chicken and Pickle in Grand Prairie, Texas on Wednesday, June 7th. We, Mark and I would love to see as many of our listeners and their friends come out. Um, he and I are going to give a little mini lecture to make sure that you stay inspired on running your home and your finances. Um, we are going to enjoy some Texas chicken and we are going to make sure that there is as much room left as possible for me to beat as many butts as possible in pickleball. So I think that's how it should be. Um, so that's June 7th coming up 
And uh, if you like details, we're trying to take names, um, you know, have people more or less register just so we know how many people are coming so that we have plenty of food and plenty of room and plenty of pickleball courts uh, reserved. So if you're not on our mailing list, we'd love for you to go to our contact page at abrahamswallet.com. Um, get on that email list so that uh, we can give you details and we can have your name down. Um, the other thing is um, if if anybody ever donates, it's we're ask, we ask for $5 a month from people, a cup of coffee, and if you ever do that, um, we include you into our online community, which is uh, migrating. It's in the process of migrating right now to circle.com. So uh, that's going to be our little social community is uh, at circle.com. And, and what the point I was making is if anybody ever donates, we invite you into that community. This is one of those events that uh, everybody knows about. And we'd love to see you there in Grand Prairie, Texas. That's right between Dallas and Fort Worth on June 7th. All right, back to the conversation. So you, 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 you're mentioning it. You, you started Theros Security Systems. And, and what all does your, what all does your company offer? So Theros is Theros Security Solutions. <laughs> uh, just to be clear, Steve. Theros? And, Tharos, T-H-A-R-R-O-S. Tharos. Tharos. So we start out with doing, we do security assessments. So we assess the security of of commercial properties and residential properties. And and what that entails is uh, we'll look at your property, not just your home, but also the land surrounding your home and the neighborhood surrounding your home or business. And we look at crime data, crime stats. We look at uh, how many burglaries have occurred in that neighborhood, uh, any acts, any violent crimes in that neighborhood. We actually present you with, with that data. Uh, we look at your um, using principles from SEPTED, uh, which is crime prevention by environmental design. So we'll look at the natural environment and uh, we'll look at technology and how do we leverage those things uh, to make your home safer and to make you safer. Uh, door locks, windows, uh, you know, things like that natural sight lines from inside your house and from outside your house. Uh, those are some of the things that we do. Uh, we also help you with home defense planning. So how do you deal with a threat if the threat actually enters your home? So we'll work uh-huh. with you and your family. Uh, we'll run scenarios through your home using uh, SIM tools. So SIM pistols, uh, some knives, whatever, whatever tool you use. Some people aren't into firearms. So we work with those people to help them be better uh, protectors for their family if someone uh, enters their home. Uh, we also do private investigations. Right now, uh, our main clients are law firms. Uh, so we have a, a few law firms that we do work for right now uh, as, a, as a business. Uh, so think civil investigations, uh, criminal defense investigations. We, we locate witnesses. If you have a witness that needs to be located, uh, workman's comp claims, those types of things. Those are some of the some of the types of cases that we deal with uh, in private investigations. Um, And one thing that you mentioned, you mentioned the digital space. So within the digital space, we partner with a uh, cybersecurity organization. Cool. Well, I kind of got my feet wet uh, because uh, I took a class from you 
um, on personal and home security. And it was a real, it was a real eye opener as far as I feel like I, I'm on top of it. Come on. I, I, I know what's going on. We, we often lock the doors in our home. So, you know, uh, we've got a couple of, uh, you know, those, uh, motion activated lights in front of the garage door. I mean, I'm sure we're doing great. Uh, but going through your training, I thought, Oh, we, we've got some work to do. I came home and told my wife, you're going to love what I did today. I spent some time with Lou Arnold. Um, and she, her head jerked around like, what, what are we going to do? What? So she was so excited about, um, us, us upping the, uh, the security of our perimeter at our, in our home and me being a little more alert. You, you talk in your class, there are several things that kind of made light bulbs go on for me. You know, if you're, if you're going downtown, um, for a dinner with your wife, how aware are you of your surroundings and, and where would be possible places just as you're, again, we're not being paranoid. I'm not, crying out of anxiety but as i'm walking down the sidewalk just to be alert where where are possible situations i remember when i was learning to drive they always said well if you're going if you're driving down a crowded street i'm looking at uh oakley's uh city center out my window here in front of me if you're driving down a street where there's like parked cars on the side you have to mentally think to yourself a child or a basketball could dart out in between those cars. And am I ready as a driver for that possibility? So that if, and when it happens, I, yeah, I had, I had gone there in my mind. Similarly, do you do any of that when you're walking with your family and think about possible threats? Do you do that when you're laying down at night? And do you think about, okay, is my house secure right now? So just kind of walking through these kind of mental exercises, um, was very eye opening for me. And, uh, we're definitely going to get you out to the house and have you check out our scene. A lot of people um, on Abraham's wallet know uh, Jeremy Boswell, who is uh, God's farmer and who talked to us about the way that God uses land and uh, food. Um, uh, that was a very popular episode. People loved hearing from Jeremy and you recently went out to Emmett Ridge farms and uh, you're helping him with the security of his location. Is that right? Yeah, I've been out to the farm a few times. Okay, Love so Jeremy, would you? By the way, he is he is awesome. Uh, he's Tried a great guy. Ridge Farms. I, uh, I I'm I'm a customer. Lifetime. Yes, remote. that's right. I'm, I'm here. I'm loyal and. Uh, Love the food. Love what they offer. <laughs> He's going to be at my house tonight. And sadly, we we will be eating lamb, but we won't be eating Emmett Ridge lamb. We'll be eating the local butcher shop lamb. Um, uh, would you would you just give our folks some very practical tips? Would you kind of give us some of that the goodies? Yeah, I'll give you give you some goodies. Okay, good. Uh, so when you think about your home, you know one of the things I always think about is. Your doors. We, we look at our doors, right? We, we some of us don't have um, solid core doors on our on our on our outward facing doors. Uh, we have a window that's easy for someone to to break and reach in and unlock our doors. Uh, one of the things we that I think about applying is you you have something simple like security film. How about you put that security film over over those uh, over that glass and you minimize the chance that someone uh, can actually break in your house without you hearing them, right? If you're home, you break that glass, it takes uh, quite a bit quite a bit more time to, uh, to break that glass if you have security film 
Okay, well, what what's security film, and where where would I get it? It's the first time ever here. The first time I ever heard of security film in my life was in your class. So, what is that? Yeah, it's just a film. Think um, shrink wrap. Think like uh, it, and it comes on a roll, right? So, think of a roll of plastic that you just unroll, and it sticks on one side. It allow it'll stick to your window on one side, and the other side doesn't have any any type of adhesive on it. You can buy it at Home Depot. Uh, Amazon is pretty inexpensive. Um, another thing you think about your doors, the locks on your doors, a lot of times people's wait, 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 go back to security film. (laughs) So this, we could buy it at Lowe's. You unroll it. it, Does it have adhesive built onto it? It does It has an adhesive built on it and you can use like a utility knife, uh, to cut, to just score it on the ends and tear it away so that it fits over your, and it's transparent. So it should not affect, uh, looking outside of you looking outside of your window or the aesthetics of your 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 home much. But the idea is that if somebody's trying to bash through your window, they've got a, a crowbar and bang, they're just walking they just walk in. But if they have that security film, they've got to fight it quite a while to get through it. Is that how it works? Yeah, they will have to fight in a while. And what, one example I think about is if you're using a standard deadbolt with the traditional screws that you may buy when you go buy something from Home Depot. Yeah. So if I'm coming to that door and I kick your door, nine sides out of ten, it'll take me two to four kicks to get into your door. You okay. replace those screws with three inch screws, man, it's going to increase, increase that to 13, 13 to 16 kicks, right? And that's from a test that consumer reports conducted. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, just something as simple as that, Stephen. Uh, I would also say, uh, unless you want me to stay with the home, I was going to move into personal protection. I'm listening. You're doing great. Yeah, because I have a thought that just came to mind. So you mentioned what can the average person do? Think about when you go out to the movies, if you go out to eat with your wife, you have date night, or you're out with the kids. Uh, not how, how many of us have our cell phones? We all carry these these uh, amazing devices. They give us so much information, yeah. right? Uh, when you're walking around, and you're looking at your cell phone and your head is down on your phone. You literally only have your situational awareness. So your ability to take in all the information around you and process it, the situational awareness that you have is reduced to a two to three inch circle and a circle around your cell phone. So you're absolutely something can go on around you and you're just not prepared to deal with it. Right. Right. Uh, So something as simple as how about you don't pull out your cell phone, just keep your cell phone in your pocket as you're walking to wherever it is you're going. Uh, So just. It, it seems like when, when you hear that, you're like, man, that seems that makes sense, right? Like that seems that should be common sense. Uh, but it's just the, it's like reduce the distractions around you so that you can be more aware of what's going on. And if you see something happening in the distance, you hear someone arguing, uh, you see someone doing something that seems a little skept, you know, a little sketchy. At that time, you can change direction and get get out of there. You can retreat. You can you can right. Um, Avoid even putting yourself in a situation where you're in a in an in a right. encounter that harm could come to you. That was a big that was a big light bulb for me too. Which is you're you're talking about really the goal ninety percent of the time is to avoid and prevent trouble. So if you can avoid and prevent it, we don't even have to get into. Oh, do you know Krav uh, Maga? Do you know how to do? you know, hand-to-hand combat. Well, how about if you just be aware of what's happening around you? I always think of you talk about that, having your cell phone out, walking down a downtown street. Literally, if someone was going to attack you or mug you, 
they would have to come put their face beside your phone for you to recognize it and go, Hey, I'm here. I'm about to get you. Otherwise they could be like, you remember that commercial of Terry, the office linebacker who just would just blindside people and just knock them out of the picture. I imagine that happening while you're staring at your phone and, and, uh, to, to just be aware um, to just be aware of what's happening going, oh, that looks problematic over there. Honey, let's cross the street here. Now you've just acted as a protector there. And it was just about you being aware and being a little bit savvy. So that's what we want to do with our homes. Uh, that's what we want to do personally. And I, I, I think it's all fascinating um, because I, it would never cross my mind, put longer screws into the strike plate of my deadbolt uh okay why okay why wouldn't i do that so uh, another thing that that i think about that we all can put into practice uh is you think about when you're on your computer and you're online and you're searching the internet um, right you know think about using a vpn and i would not suggest a just a common vpn so common practices that you can have uh is find a vpn service that does not share your data with everyone. VPNs are great. Um, I'm a fan. What's of a VPN? Go ahead. Go ahead. What did you say, Stephen? What's a VPN? Uh, virtual private network. So basically, it helps with masking your identity when you're on the internet. Okay. So it's, it's a good service to you. It help reduce the ads that you get. You ever watch YouTube and you're like, oh man, how do they know what I'm thinking? It feels like they know what you're thinking sometimes. Yes, <laughs> without question. With, with um. With, with how do you mask yourself online. Uh, even when you use an email service, uh, think about paying for your email service instead of uh, using the free email services because nothing is free. That data is shared. So it's just, uh -huh. just common practices, right? You think about, about safety. Uh, your privacy is part of that, that safety. I always tell people, you wouldn't leave your front door wide open, your front and rear door open in your windows. So when you're online and you think about navigating the internet in that world, you know, think about it in that respect. Like, like as your, as your home, you want to, you want to protect your home. So, okay. So you, you just introduced the idea of VPN. So what's the solution of having a more secure VPN? Uh, I would, I would purchase a, a, a VPN. There's a few places you can look online uh, that really speak into uh, the VPN services. And one of them Such is, as? what's that? Such as, where would we go? I, I would go to, uh, you go to thoros.net. There you go. Fill out the contact form on our website and we'll get you connected with a, um, a secure VPN service. Uh, okay. And also a, um, you know, help you with just being better at protecting yourself when you're online. Great. Well, the number one thing I want people to, to consider with regards to you and Theros, I mean... If you're in Cincinnati and you need a private investigator or any of the kind of stuff that you described, great, uh, you're, you're handy. But for people who are all over the nation and all over the world, the kind of intro class that I took, you offer that uh, online as well, don't you? They can get FaceTime with you in a class on a Zoom call, right? Yeah, they can. They can. Um, again, you go to Theros.net, uh, register. You can register on our website. Uh, if the pop-up, you should see a pop-up within five seconds. If you don't see that pop-up, uh, just go to our contact us page. Uh, if, Great. If, if you're not in the Cincinnati area. Uh, so I did not mention this, but we do CCW classes here in the state of Ohio. 
Uh, we are instructors. What's CCW? Uh, concealed carry. So you get your concealed carry license. Uh, okay. You can get that through through us. Um, one of the things that we're launching, we're going to launch the Courageous Protector Academy. Oh, yeah. And in that academy, not only will you get basic CCW uh, training, which you need, you know, the, the, the classes and the skills that you need to pass the CCW test, we're actually looking at giving law enforcement level training. Awesome. So that'll be another option that that, uh, that you have that you can actually uh, participate in uh, with us. But that is in person only. No, no online courses there. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. This is great stuff. So let me ask you this very general question. Do you think when we read passages like 1 Timothy 3 that describe in the end times, it's going to get ugly is basically how you could summarize that. Do you think that as we move forward, having courageous protectors um, in the church is going to become less or more important? Stephen, it is going to become more important. <laughs> you know, my hope is that my hope is that um, that our that that people actually believe that, and at times I feel that so many people have cotton in their ears or their head is down in the sand. Yes, uh, they just want to ignore it, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's dangerous and irresponsible, uh, especially when there are people in your life that you care deeply for. Man, get the skills necessary to be good protectors. Get the skills necessary to be able to provide for yourself, you know, food, to be able to be able to provide your your, your own meal, to be a be a protector of the weak and, and, and the innocent. Um, yeah, I, I just I just think it's I think it's going to be of the utmost important that we do that. I do too, and I, you know, I just think practically. If whether we are meeting downtown for coffee or we're out on raw land together, I always feel like, well, I'm glad I'm here with Lou because Lou knows how to how to handle himself, and Lou will recognize threats that I don't recognize, and it's great to be around Lou. And I just I I, I want people to feel that way about me. I want people to feel like, well, I'm happy to be there with Stephen because he knows how to handle himself when the chips are down and he could avoid trouble because he could see it coming, et cetera. And I would like that multiplied by about a million throughout the country to go, wouldn't it be great if the whole nation, whether they believed in our worldview or not, they thought, you know, the people that are protectors, the people who are loving and safe at the same time, those who are strong, who are courageous to, to face trouble who are willing to go against the grain, those are the believers. The, you know, the believers in Jesus. I don't know about their God and all that stuff, but man, what a great group of guys that you, you know, that you can trust in and feel safe around. Which brings me back to one of my first points, which is um, if we have experience with people around us who are protectors as well as providers who are loving as well as courageous, who are strong as well as compassionate, it just sets us up more to trust in the God that we cannot see. Because these are the things that he says about himself. And if you have personal experience with a father or a friend who is all of those things together, you go like, 
I can trust the God that I can't see that he might be that way. So I believe that it's an important part of our witness going forward. Um, that if we say God is so strong, oh, he's so mighty. And then when trouble comes, we, we are go looking for some place to hide. We're looking for somebody to hide behind as opposed to, no, I'm, I know how to handle myself. I'm going to act courageous. I'm going to be a protector of others. Then the light of the gospel and the light of the, the character of God is more easily seen through us. So for all of these reasons, I think that you occupy a really unique space, and uh, I want I wanted people to be exposed to some of your wisdom, and I want them to exposed to your business as well. And I bless your business, by the way, that uh, it would uh, proliferate, that uh, you would be able to multiply yourself many times over in the people that you train, and that people would be magnetized to you because we need this today. So bless you, Lou, and I appreciate your time. One last word from me before we go, and that is that it's so easy to feel overwhelmed when we delve into a new topic like uh, protection that we've never really talked about before. And it's so easy to think, holy smokes, there's 50 things that I could be doing better. And my word of advice is that you simply give yourself grace and go, look, I'm trying to make steps between now and Abrahamic maturity. So th- that happens a lot around here, whether we start on a new topic um, like retirement savings or tax prep, and you think, oh, I feel so overwhelmed. I would just say we're all in process. We're all trying to work our way there. And we feel that it's our responsibility on Abraham's wallet just to expose you to areas that you might not have considered and to equip you with some with some good uh, facts, some good tactics for handling various topics. But again, it's never our desire that you feel so overwhelmed you don't know what to do. So I say, yeah, go ahead and spend the five bucks, get those uh, long screws and deal with the stripe plate on your back door. Yes, do that, but also know that you don't have to get everything accomplished today. And finally, thanks for making it this far. If this content has helped or challenged you, you can subscribe to Abe's Wallet. And if I were you, I would go watch our episode called Every Father is an Entrepreneur. Here's a link to it, which is one man's journey of taking ownership of his family's finances.